Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob here. Welcome to a review of the year. A slight experiment here because I'm abroad and uh, let's see how this goes. No idea what's going to happen behind me. I normally like doing the podcasts and live videos alone where there's no one distracting me or I kind of get these fears that someone's listening to me. And, you know, I, I thought, well, seeing as we're moving into 2017, I should get out of my own comfort zones as well. So I'm doing that here by doing this in a public place. And also I've just been for a run, as you can probably see by I'm totally sweaty. It's funny, isn't it, that I um, left all my end of year or oh, sorry, all my exercise goals for the last week of the year. So there's a few things in there as well, which I think we, we can all benefit from. So in this review of the year, I'm going to cover the tools that you use to get progress that you stop using. Why did you stop using them and why don't you start using them again? Uh, and my exercise is one of those. How um, being in a support role is as important as being in a leadership role. And in fact, you can be a support leader. I'm really going to explore that next year as well. Being wary of extremes, so, um, you know, manias, highs and lows, and, um, you know, the world seems to sort of deal in extremes, and I'm going to be sort of discussing that and maybe some of the uh, things you should be fearful or concerned about when you deal in extremes. Uh, Self-awareness and um, how that's a never-ending quest. Being curious and asking questions. Picking your fights and investing your energy where you should and shouldn't. Doing what you've got to do, making sure that you follow your path, don't get bullied or swayed by other people. But then if you do have, have fallouts, how to deal with that. Stop investing time and wasting time in areas that you can't control. Deep conversations. Being right doesn't matter, but doing right does. Observing your daily seasons and then cherishing those you love. So that's the agenda. Wow, that was like 10 minutes just to do the agenda. All right, so wherever you are in the world, say hi. Tell me who you are, where you're from. I know we've got people in, what, now nearly 160 countries who subscribe to the Disruptive Entrepreneur. I want to thank you for being part of the community all across the globe for this year. This is the last day of the year, unless, of course, you're listening to the recording, in which case it's whenever you listen to it. So the first thing I want to start with is by saying a huge thank you. All right, then. So... Me out of my comfort zone, in my sweaty gym gear, with my red sweaty face, in a public place. I thought that was a good place to start to make sure you keep putting yourself out of your comfort zone. If you stay doing what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. So can you safely get yourself out of your comfort zone? Because obviously if you put yourself so much out of your comfort zone that you, you put yourself or others in danger, that's obviously dumb just in case, you know, don't, don't troll me, you know, in case you, you do something really stupid. But I think sort of, you know, some people talk about safety. Some people talk about uh, sort of outside your comfort zone, but you could probably put yourself safely outside your comfort zone. I do something that expands you, that scares you a little, but isn't going to kill your confidence completely. You're not going to fail out in a massive capacity so that, you know, you can grow steadily. And because, you know, yes, it's good to get yourself out of your comfort zone and do scary, crazy things. But, you know, you've also got to enjoy your life and, and live in the moment. And pushing yourself too hard can have sort of detrimental experiences. All right. So I've been doing a lot of running while I'm away. I'm, I'm not in where I normally am. I'm abroad. And I've been doing a lot of running. 
And I don't really enjoy running, if I'm honest. I, I like being fit. I don't like the pursuit of being fit, unless it's like maybe martial arts, which I quite enjoy doing. But one thing that I've found that's a little, you know, the Americans call it a hack, if you like, which I found interesting, is that Costa Coffee's about a mile and a half run away. And I am so motivated for that one and a half miles there and one and a half miles back. Uh, it's unbelievable. I've never seen such commitment in a person. <laughs> you know, I can't believe it. So it made me think about how you could um, model that too. How could you get yourself to exercise or get yourself to do a goal by um, you know, putting a target away in the distance or doing something in advance that would make you do it? For example, cost of being you know, one and a half miles away will make me run to it. Maybe if you pay for some gym sessions or some pr- private tuition you know, from a um, personal trainer in advance, maybe... If you pay for a personal training in advance and then go with someone else, you know, you, you've, you've committed yourself to go and do that when you probably would have let yourself off the hook. There's no way I'd have run a mile and a half there, a mile and a half back twice a day because I have two coffees. So that's six miles a day. There's no way I'm running six miles a day without that coffee, coffee, coffee. So it just made me think, yeah, that's an interesting one. You can kind of game yourself there a little bit, Rob. So it's interesting because I had my own fitness goals for this year. And to be honest, whilst it's been a great year in many respects, I want to thank you for being part of that. It's been a terrible year for me in terms of the fitness goals. You know, I had 83 kilograms and lean six pack in my goals. And I'm like 87 kilograms and I'm not lean. (laughs) So, um, hey, look, I'm not going to beat myself up about it because even that, you know, a week ago I thought, oh, I'm nowhere near this goal. And I've really pushed hard this week. And whilst I might not hit that, if I hadn't put that end date stop there, then I probably wouldn't have pushed so much this week. So, all right, great. So Nigel's just messaged saying the pub is 200 metres away. So Nigel, you could sprint there, have a pint, sprint there, have a pint, sprint there, have a pint, sprint there. If you had 10 pints, you're going to be so fit. All right, great. So uh, support is important as leadership is the next point. So by the way, keep saying hi wherever you're from. I know if you're listening in the audio... Um, that you know, you might not think this is relevant to you, but it is. Come and say hi in the communities. I, you know, I don't really like doing these audios alone, alone. I know I said I don't want to do them in public, but I don't really like doing them on my own. I like doing them with the live video so I can interact with you. So if you're listening to the audio, come and join the Disruptive Entrepreneur community. Tell me where you're from, tell me what you're up to. All right, so, um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of personal development or books, audios, whatever, about leadership, you know, everything's about being a leader. And I thought, what if you don't think you're a leader? Or, you know, what if you find the word leadership a bit scary? Or, you know, you're that, that personality type, which, which, you know, isn't the star of the show or whatever. You know, do you, does that put you off? Or do you worry that you can't be a leader? And, and I think about how my relationships in my business and my partnerships and, you know, being a, um, a father... You know, even though I'm perceived in some areas, like my business, I'm a leader, and in the podcast, you know, the disruptive entrepreneur, maybe I'm a leader. But actually, I'm as much a supporter as I am a leader. And, uh, you know, so for example, when I play golf with my son, you know, we're out here in Dubai and we're playing twice a day. And, you know, my role is important when I'm caddying for him. I've got to keep him safe. You know, I've got to make sure I choose the right club. I've got to keep his energy high. I've got to make sure I've got all the right equipment. You know, man, the responsibility, I don't know if I can handle it. So, you know, I'm a supporter in raising a child. And, um, you know, my fiance has been a great supporter in what, what I've done over the years. And she, she sort of let me go and do all my crazy stuff in business. But I'm also a supporter to her, supporting her in her supporting the kids. You know, my business partner, hi, Mark. You're the best partner in the world. He's to a great 2017. I saw him tuning in. You know, I've really seen my role is to support him. And if I can support him to do what he wants to do, whether he needs me to challenge him or whether he needs me to let him go or whether he needs a bit of help or support or, you know, he wants to run something by me or he needs to have a rant. 
you know, I, that's, I really feel that the better I can support him, the better he can do his job. And, you know, I'm the MD of Progressive Property. You know, when I first started Progressive, you know, I used to think that there's me and Mark, you know, we own the business and everyone else works for us. And I realised that's absolute rubbish now. You know, I see my role with my, the MD, my role is to support her as much as her role is to support me. And in fact, we have so much a better relationship when, you know, we see each other as, as a support role. So um, let me sum that up, that support roles are leadership roles. And, you, you know, you may be the, you know, the, the, you know, they say, don't they, every, um, behind every man is a great woman. Well, you may be the woman behind a great man. You may be the man behind a great woman. You may be a, a parent. You may, you know, you may have a business, you're supporting your customers. So, um, you know, while everyone's reading, writing leadership books, I think next year I'm going to sort of explore writing support leadership books because we all support each other and even um, leaders support other people. You know, every leader still has fans and followers and still has um, customers and clients and, you know, they play a support role. So that's something to think about. And for all of you who've been watching and listening and, you know, you aren't really the sort of look at me types or the people who are, are noisy on social media and you see yourself as a bit in the background. Well, I think you really do have a leadership role to play and I salute you for doing that. And, um, yeah, I've certainly learned that a lot more this year, that that is such a leadership role in supporting people. So, hi again. Tell me where you're from. Tell me what your name is if you've just uh, joined in, which country you're based in, etc. All right, so extremes. I've been exploring this a lot this year. And I'm quite a manic person, meaning that I'm quite extreme. I've got addictive personality. I'm kind of like, everything's amazing or everything's terrible. Or, you know, I'm really good at something or I'm really awful at something or I really love something or I really hate something. And... You know, that's something that I've been working on because, you know, if you look at the world, the media, it, it's like everyone tries to deal in extremes. We put everything in boxes. You know, people say never or always or everything or nothing. And I think the more that you go through and learn about yourself and learn about being a disruptive entrepreneur in business, you realise that actually there is no everything, there is no nothing, there is no all, there is no none, there is no best, there is no worse. There's just different. And... Um, you know, I got that realisation about three years ago where I thought every year I'll get better, every year I'll get better, every year I'll do more, every year. And um, I think about, what, 2013, I realised that in some areas I'd got better, but actually in some areas I'd got worse. And I used to be way more disruptive than I was. I used to have uh, done a do. I used to have way more courage than I do. I used to have a much bigger gob. I know some of you find that pretty hard to imagine, but I used to be so noisy and so... I'd just chuck it all out. I didn't care what anyone thought. And then, you know, when my kids were born or really young, something changed. And, I, you know, and I, I started needing to be more careful, saying where I am in the, in the world or, you know, or um, not worrying, about, worrying more about um, the impact on what I do to my kids and my family and you know this all got a result of I wouldn't say I'm famous but certainly getting well more known I can't really go anywhere now I've just bumped into someone here in Dubai who, who um, has been to my events read my books and and, and so you know I, I realized that actually I was probably a bit more courageous um, a few years ago and I, I probably um, would have my opinion with more volition and and so you get to a point where you don't necessarily get better you get different and I think that that's just something to contemplate. Of course, we're at the end of the year review, so I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just sort of musing over some things to contemplate. So, you know, in the moments where you think everything's great or everything's terrible or you know, everyone's like this or, you know, whatever, just try and think maybe everything isn't like that. And maybe, you know, maybe we're all different and maybe something isn't better than something else. Maybe someone's opinion isn't better or worse or your opinion isn't right or wrong. 
you know, maybe if, you, you know, you think you've had a bad year, but maybe you've had some good parts in the bad year. You think you've had a good year, but you had some challenges in the year. So, yeah, something to consider. Be wary of manic extremes. Also, manic extremes often create illness. You know, so if you think about manic depression, you know, that is literally really high, then really low. So, you know, I'm, <laughs> this is a tricky one because I'm not saying don't be happy and I'm not saying, you know, calm yourself down. Although Gemma says that to me all the time when I get excited about Bobby's golf. Anyway, I want to move on. That's just something to think about. I'm starting to waffle now. So let's move on to the next one. All right, then. So self-awareness. Yeah, you know, you're constantly looking for something that maybe doesn't exist or isn't there. You know, I often think about, you know, getting better, 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 doing more, 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 more. You know, is that the purpose of life? Or is the purpose of life just to be there in the moment? You know, they say be here now and uh, enjoy life as it is, as well as looking to pursue more. Yeah. So what do I think about self-awareness? I think that you probably do want to strive to be a better version of you. But also, I think that you want to love yourself for who you are. And it was only about four years ago, three or four years ago, I started having be goals as well as do goals and have goals. So, um, you know, they call people like me type A personality or, you know, red or star or really high up dominant or whatever and, and the, the problem people like me if i'm going to bracket people like me have is it's more 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 better 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 you know and, you, and you're always and, and unless you get that growth and unless you hit that goal you can feel quite empty and you can beat yourself up and so um instead of just driving for doing more and having more also started putting who i want to be how i want to be known the kind of person I you know the reputation that, that maybe I want to have and um, you know I think it's great to have be goals as well as do goals and have goals because you know whilst I don't agree with a lot of people who say that oh well material items they're not important and no one will ever remember the material items you have and you shouldn't be materialistic I don't agree with that because you know nearly all the wealthiest people in history have them had the most opulent lifestyle but I obviously I certainly do agree that you know when you're gone those materials will be completely gone and you won't be remembered for those and you will be remembered for the impact you had on people's lives and you will be remembered for the person that you were so yeah seek to get better seek to be better but also uh, seek to love yourself for who you are. You are perfect as you are. The mistakes you make are the mistakes you're most to make. You're supposed to make. Uh, you know, balancing those two is quite an interesting dichotomy. Let's move on to the next then. So be curious and ask questions. And virtually every problem, challenge, difficulty you'll ever have in your life, there is a solution in plain sight. There's a solution by talking to someone. There's a solution by asking people on the ground uh, good questions. There's a solution in resourcefulness, curiosity, a desire to solve the problem. And I often think if there's a big problem, you know, imagine those sort of coders and hackers, you know, those sort of, you know, the, 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 some of the baddies in the James Bond films who are like, you know, let's um, hack and code away and hack into the governments or the systems, you know, and it's almost like, you know, they don't sit there and go, oh, I can't get in, I'm going to give up and throw my computer away. You know, it's almost like they love the challenge of, of, of this being the, the hardest firewall to hack. And, and I often try and uh, look at a problem like that. So instead of being a bit defeatist or thinking it's more difficult or, um, no, I wish this were easy, how can I be curious and excited about uh, going to this big challenge and this problem and, you know, really hitting it head on and being grateful for it and knowing at the end of it, I'm going to get this amazing feeling. And, and really, that's just curiosity. 
And um, I, I had about three or four days where I didn't really have any inspiration while I was away. And that's weird, because normally when I go away, I have so much inspiration, just, you know, like, because, you know, the, the sunset and, the, and the, sea, the sea and the landscape and everything else. Uh, and I listened to a few new podcasts and just a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here and a little bit there. And all of a sudden, I've got four or five ideas again, just by being curious about looking at new things and getting into new things and experiencing new things. And sometimes we can lose that curiosity. And, uh, you know, the kids, don't they? They have that curiosity. I mean, Bobby, all the time, it's like, you know, who's the best Jedi? Who's the second best Jedi? Who's the third best Jedi? Who's the fourth best Jedi? Who's the fifth best Jedi? Who's the best golfer? Who's the second best golfer? Who's the third? It's like, question, 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 question. And, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, enough questions. But then you think, actually, you know what? I really admire that curiosity. You keep asking questions, you'll get answers. If you're not getting answers to the things that you're looking to do and achieve in your life, ask more questions, ask better questions, be curious, ask different people, ask random people. And, um, you know, you'll find all the answers that you need. Okay, next then is investing your energy and um, picking your battles wisely. So you have a finite amount of energy. You have seasons in your energy, you know, in your, your day. You, you know, you might be buzzed in the morning. You might have a sort of dip, carb coma after lunch. You might sort of peak again at three or four. You might get tired at eight or nine. Some of you have that reverse where you're pretty creative, where you really got great energy and you can work from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. or whatever. But you've got these seasons in your day and you've got a finite amount of energy. And if, if Brexit and Trump and everything else like that that's happened this year, one thing that's retaught me is that so many people spend a whole load of time and energy on a load of shit they can't control, where 99.9% .9 of all the things that people predicted are going to happen aren't going to happen. And, you know, you can be hours, you know, you can spend hours on social media, you can get onto rants and arguments and debates, and you can get sucked into all these things that you have no control over whatsoever. And you, are, you have a finite amount of that energy, you have a finite amount of that time, you have a finite amount of that passion and resourcefulness. You've got to use it wisely. And also, people aren't going to believe what you say if you just throw all your energy everywhere and you invest it into every little thing. People are going to stand up and take notice of you if you fight for a cause, if you pick your causes and your battles wisely. And if you, you, know, if you stand for everything, you stand for nothing. Of course, if you stand for nothing, you stand for nothing. But, you know, you might have three or four or five of those things a year that people will take seriously if you stand for them, if you stand for everything and argue about everything and, and, you, know, and you just throw your, your time around any debate, in the end, no one knows who you are or, or what you're about. Therefore, they can't tell others who you are and what you're about and refer you. So, yeah, uh, Dean has just said you can only control what you can control. And uh, it's so easy to get sucked into all these things. I was just thinking about something, actually, while I was getting my coffee. See if I can get this quote right. Something about, let me think. So it doesn't take any courage to not be right, but it takes a lot of courage to be wrong. And so there are a lot of people out there that are pecking at other people and pecking at other things and saying, oh, that's not right, 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 that's not right. You know, and, and that's an easy thing to do, and that takes no courage. You can hide behind that, and then the, the, you know, the, the one in 100 time when someone says, oh, that's not right, and it's not, they can claim all the glory. But it takes a lot more courage to actually stand for something really important and meaningful and, you know, risk being wrong in, in front of everyone else. So that's, again, something I'm probably going to explore a bit more this year. So let's have a think about that. All right, then. So summarise that. Invest your energy and pick your battles wisely. All right, then. Next, do what you've got to do. Don't be bullied. But then build the bridges later. So 
It's our 10th anniversary in a couple of weeks uh, of Progressive Property, one of our companies. And, you know, if I look at it sort of holistically, I've had some ups, I've had some downs, I've made some bad decisions, some good decisions. I've probably been a bit aggressive, I've probably been a bit passive, I've probably been a bit forgiving, I've probably been a bit hard. You know, I've probably experienced all the extremes because every human being experiences every single emotion. And, you know, a couple of times in the past, I've probably been a little bit hard or, you know, or I've had a little bit of a fight. And uh, one of the greatest things to do is to let let the dust settle let the pain and the time heal and then reach out back to that person. And um, there's probably only one person I've had a falling out with that I haven't actually reached out to and said, hey, look, I'm really grateful for what you've done and being part of my life. And the only reason I haven't done that is because I don't know where they are and I haven't got their contact details, although I have done it in my books and I have done it in some posts. So if they are watching from afar, but you've got to do what you've got to do. And if people get in your way and they stand against you, you know, you may have some scraps, you may have some battles and you can't get bullied. Then you've got to do what you've got to do that's in alignment with your vision and your values and your quest and your cause. You know, if you, like I said earlier, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And if in those moments you have a little bit of a scrap and you get a couple of trolls and a couple of haters and critics and you fall out with a couple of people, so be it. You know, that's what's going to happen if you if you let yourself be bullied. And, you know, that never happens. Basically, you're always the victim. But then leave it a month, three months, six months and reach out and say thanks for, you know, the the jewel. And, um, you know, just try and sort of build that bridge again. And I think that's a great thing to do. And, you know, time's a great healer. And I've had a couple of instances this year where, you know, we've had a little bit of a duel with a couple of people who were partners. And, uh, yeah, I had, I had some exchange, message exchanges with them at the end of this year, right at the end, just between Christmas and New Year. And it just felt really good to reconnect and remember the great times we had together because we had more great times than, you know, parting of ways. And, you know, if you're in business long enough, you're going to come and you're going to go and you're going to have partnerships and they're going to part ways. And there aren't that many partnerships that are going to stay for the rest of your life. It's all just part of the journey. So how would I summarize that? Do what you've got to do. Don't be bullied. But then reach out later when the dust has settled and just try and keep all the relationships as good as you can. Even if, you know, they had their ups and downs and bumps and bruises. Don't hold any grudges. What's the point in holding grudges? The only person that a grudge hurts is you. It's funny because I've held grudges in the past. And when I've reached out to that person or they've reached out to me, they didn't hold the same grudge to me. In fact, they didn't view that um, that jewel in the same way. They'd moved on long ago. Okay, next. So stop wasting time with things that you can't control. So we've already covered that. Brexit, Trump tax changes you know if you can't control any of that then you've got two choices number one be so good that you can control it number two control what you can control so let's say for example you 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 think capitalism is evil you've got two choices you control what you can control your life so i don't know maybe you set up your own socialist farm somewhere and you become resourceful in your own right and you grow your own crop and you have your own monetary system or non-monetary system or, or your own social sharing system or whatever and you know you you set up your own system or you learn to leverage the existing system as best you can to serve your needs to then give and help a lot of other people and you know I really admire the people who grow and make a bit of huge difference in the world you know maybe people people like Richard Branson Elon Musk Mark Zuckerberg etc you know and those people they become so powerful and influential that actually they can change the system because they have a lot of influence and so if you want to change the system get as big as them then change the system or if the system is so big that you can't change it stop wasting your freaking time trying to change the system and 
Invest the time changing and making a difference in your own life and doing good things to people and caring for your customers and your clients and your family and your friends, you know, and, and, and making a difference in your sphere. Okay. One thing I've really missed in 2016 is great conversations. And um, it's been kind of an alone year for me, you know, whilst I might have built my community and the podcast followings and the people around the world, it's kind of been like, I've kind of had a, a social, how do I explain this? It's been social without being social because I've got people from 160 countries, 350, 360,000 of you, hi. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of these things on my own because, you know, I used to do 250 speaking gigs a year and now I do 20. I used to be in the office 78 hours a week and now I'm in the office two hours a day and sometimes I'm not in the office for a week or two weeks. So I'm spending a lot of time with my family and a lot of time with two or three, you know, very close people. But I think next year I'm going to make a commitment to get around a lot more people, you know, who I really admire, who've got interesting views, and I want to have some deep, crazy conversations. And, you know, great conversations, you know, where you're not, fit, you're not worried about being judged by people, or it's not about being right, and um, you know, it's not an argument, but just really great conversations with really smart people. There's something that happens. There's some magic that happens in that. It inspires you. It connects you with people. It makes you feel, you know, bonds with people. And I don't know if you've had a really good, deep, meaningful, ding-dong conversation recently and how good that made you feel. But, you know, I've got um, some really good friends who you know, I haven't been able to engage those kind of conversations with this year. You know, when you're a parent of two young kids, that's where you have to put a lot of your time. There's no regrets. But, you know, I sit down with my fiance and we want to have a good, meaningful conversation. We've got Bobby here and Ariana here and they're fighting each other. And it's, it's virtually impossible to get past three words. And I'm okay with that. But, you know, next year I want to, I want to commit to reinventing some time to do that. Hey, I'd love to have some really great conversations with you, which is why I'm always encouraging you to come and join the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community and to just um, get the debate going, share this podcast and get it out to more people you know, just so that we can really connect because, you know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Connecting with good people, helping each other, meeting people that we can relate to and, yeah, making a difference. All right, then. Being right doesn't matter. Doing right does. And, uh, yeah, you know, we've, well, I was going to say we've all got a bit of an ego. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I'm going to speak for myself. And I know I've got a bit of a defensive ego in there. And I know that, you know, sometimes, especially if it's something I think I've got knowledge in, you know, I, I want to be right. And if sometimes someone challenges your, my view, you know, we can get a bit defensive about that. And my old way would be to spit and to react and to, to go on the offensive or get defensive. And I've been working really hard over the last few years to try and let that go. And the bigger you get in the public eye and the bigger you get in your business and the more you have to lose and you have your, your kids and, you know, you, you have more success. I think that that's more and more important to just let those things go. And, you know, it's great to have quite a lot more critics and a few trolls and, you know, a few haters because they keep teaching you that. The bigger you get, the more of those that you'll get. So, you know, like um, it's not so important anymore to be right, but it's important to do right. You know, I'm not so much now into telling people how to do things. I'm, I'm so much into sharing, you know, some of the lessons that I'm getting and then you can pick and choose the things that are right for you, that work for you. The great thing is everything in life is a test. So, you know, you can take something that works for someone and you can put it into your own life and it works for you great. If it doesn't work for you, you can reject it. And maybe part of it works and part of it doesn't or you can model it, but you want to put your own flavour on it. But, you know, you're not going to be remembered for being right, but you are going to be remembered for doing right. Okay, observe your daily seasons. This is the penultimate one of the review for this year. 
So, yeah, there's a lot of extreme. I talked about this earlier in the uh, podcast. You know, there's a lot of, oh, you've got to get eight hours sleep. You don't need eight hours sleep. You've got to get up early. You don't need to get up early. I personally think that we all have our own individual season in the day. And who is it for me to say? What's yours? And, you know, there might be scientists that would argue this. But, you know, like when I was an artist, I got into the habit of working late and working through the night. And it did seem to help with the creativity. And I know a lot of writers who do that too. You know, they work really late and they work through the night. And also, you know, they've got less distractions because other people aren't up at that time. Now I'm almost the reverse where I'll be up at 5.30 a.m. and I'll be snorting a Costa at 6 a.m. And, you know, like between six and nine, I'm really on it. And I need to go to bed a lot earlier and I definitely need my eight hours. And I've been doing a lot of sleep testing, nine hours, seven hours, six hours, nine and a half hours, seven and a half hours. And for me, seven and a half to eight and a half seems to give me the best amount of energy. So, you know, in, I remember in, you know, in early in my business, I used to think I've got to work 17 or 18 hours a day. You know, I've got to be like Donald Trump or be like Maggie Thatcher, who only need four or five hours sleep a day. But, you know, they're different types of people and maybe they work at a different speed and maybe they, they don't go to the gym every day. You know, if you do a load of exercise and you're ripping your body to bits, you probably need more sleep because that's when your body repairs itself and gets its rest. So... A great thing I think you could do, maybe for January, is to just have a little bit of a test of going a bit earlier and later, getting up earlier and later, and just observing the moments in the day where you feel sort of inspired, where you feel high energy, where you feel low energy, where you feel tired, where you feel lethargic, where, where you feel maybe somewhere in the middle, and just observe your seasons within the day. And then once you've observed your seasons in the day, then you want to compartmentalise your time and you want to lay your diary over that. So, you know, if you feel absolutely inspired and on it from 7 to 8 a.m., then you don't want to be dealing with admin and doing emails. You know, maybe you want to be in a really important meeting. Maybe you want to be doing your own strategy and vision and, and creativity. You definitely don't want to be in important meetings when you're just coming off the cliff or when you're having your carb coma. Because if you're, you know, you're important meetings with JV partners or financiers or, you know, board members or whatever, just the time of that meeting could totally ruin that meeting because, you know, you've just maybe done it an hour too late in your day. So spend a couple of weeks observing, testing, and then compartmentalize the you know, like you get tracing paper and you, you layer it over and you can see what's underneath. You've got your seasons here and layer over the parts of the day and match them up. So what can you put in your, um, you know, when you trough a little bit, when you've got low energy, where you can put your admin and your unimportant tasks. You know, when you, in those two to three hour stints where you're feeling really on it and inspired, you could put your key result areas and all your really important meetings. And, you know, when could you, when could you have your rest? Will you have your rest when you may be drifting down a bit? But uh, it certainly helped me get a lot more done. If you imagine the 50-year compounded benefit of layering your seasons over with your um, compartmentalized time, that'll make a huge difference. And then finally, cherish those you love because they could be gone anytime. And um, it's very weird being a parent, but um, never before have I had so many scary thoughts about losing the people I love. And, you know, a lot of us have felt that we've lost a lot of really important people in the world, haven't we, in the, this year? Carrie Fisher and her mother just going recently and, you know, David Bowie and, you know, all these inspirational people. And, you know, it, it, obviously it happens every year. But I think at an end of year gets you thinking more about the people that have gone. And, you know, my parents, my dad is nearly 74 and, you know, nearly all of these big celebrities that we loved and lost. George Michael, 53 years young, so young. You know, my dad's 20 years older and it, it really gets you to think that, you know, 
one day they can be here, you can be giving them a hug, or one day they can be here and you can be taking them for granted. And then the next day they can be gone. And that's a freaking scary thought, but it's also a very motivating thought to make sure that you live life that way, cherish those you love, try and be nice to everyone without getting bullied, um, you know, trying to do your best to make a difference. I'm going to be spending a big amount of my time next year dealing with the Progressive Foundation. It's taken me like a year to get my head around all the red tape of setting up a charity, and it's very difficult. And it would have been easy for me to go, ah, sod it. I'll just give another couple of hundred grand away to charity like I did last year. But no, you know, that's not my purpose. That's not the vision. So I'm probably going to be spending more time building the foundation and doing the things we want to do to help people than I am on my own business. Because, you know, that's ultimately what's going to be more important when I look back in my life. But, you know, like there's not a day where I go by where I don't get these scary thoughts about, you know, my kids being gone. And, uh, and, you know, I'm sure you've got your own deepest fears which manifest and, you know, they make you human and they're part of you. Our fears are part of us. If you're there trying to meditate all your fears away, good luck with that because that's how we're built as a a human being. But if you didn't have that, you'd be careless. You wouldn't care as much. You wouldn't think as much about what you do. You wouldn't plan as well. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't take time to do the right things for people that you love and everyone else. So don't get sucked into all the stupid little shitty battles. Don't get sucked into having arguments with people that don't matter. But, you know, but spend a lot of your time doing good things with good people for good people, because, hey, this time next year, some people you love could be gone and, you know, you may yearn them back. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this very different again review of year disruptive entrepreneur podcast and live feed video. Sorry for exposing you to a very sweaty Rob. Sorry, it was a little bit more. uh, Well, it was what it was, but it was it was a little bit quieter and a little bit more musing and rambling. I've been much more in pensive mood the last sort of few weeks rather than Rob's usual gobby ranty mood. I think that that's what the end of year does to me. I'm very excited for 2017. I'm always excited for the new year. So that's, there's nothing new there. But I think that with technology advancing like it is, with social media as open as it is, you know, with all this, um, I just think there's so many great opportunities to, you know, in property, in business, in personal development, in whatever it is. So go out there, smash it, make a huge difference, do good things. And hey, thanks for being a part of the Disruptive Entrepreneur community. I love you. I think you're amazing. Thanks for supporting me and what you do. Thanks for giving me feedback when I've done something stupid. I'm always open to your suggestions. Make sure you join the progressive community, the unlimited success community, the disruptive entrepreneurs community. And if you're watching the video, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Thank you very much. Here's to an awesome 2017. 